I would like to welcome everybody to another episode of the House of Bricks podcast. We have featured some amazing guests, and today's guest is going to challenge everyone that listens to it. She has a perspective on fear, on using it for opportunity. Absolutely an amazing guest. Uh, we featured some NBA champions, Super Bowl champions, doctors changing the face of healthcare. And today I would like to welcome Jen Gottlieb to the House of Bricks. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's an honor to have you. And as you know, the purpose of our podcast is really to teach people to use life's experiences for you. We parallel it to a brick where you could either carry it with you and it's heavy, or you can lay it down and build a strong foundation and using failure to really build to the ultimate success and goals that you want to have. So why don't you take a couple minutes and just tell our audience about you and we'll dive in. I'm the co-founder of a company called Super Connector Media. We teach entrepreneurs and business owners or anybody with a service, a story, or a product how to build a profitable brand online and essentially how to be seen. Uh, I wrote a book called Be Seen, and it recently became a bestseller. I'm an international keynote speaker, and I am a former actress, and I was on VH1 for five years. I was on Broadway, so I have a definite interesting backstory of how I got to this moment, but I'll let you ask me the questions to tell the listeners how that all ended up. I actually have a copy of your book here huh. and I'm telling you the way that you approach fear and overcoming it. It's, it's stuff I've never heard before. I read a lot of these types of books and there's a lot of repurposing other people's content, but you really have a unique story. So let's start with the book just because there's there's so much in there. What inspired you to, to write the book? Did you read the introduction of the book? I did, but not all of our audience has. So. Yeah, I know. But I was just wondering if I'm telling you this story for the first time or if I'm telling, uh, telling the audience the story for the first time. So... I never, ever thought that I wanted to be an author. It was never something that I wanted to do. I never considered myself a writer. I literally, even, even up until the moment that I decided to write the book, I was very much like, oh, I would never want to write a book. That just seems like a torturous activity for me to put myself through. And I, I tell the story in the introduction, so I don't want to completely ruin it for everybody that's going to go grab the book and read it. But um, there was a point in time in, in, my, in my life that wasn't too long ago and in our business, like it was about, I would say maybe a year and a half, almost two years ago, where I was feeling just very stuck, almost like feel that momentum that I, I really, really enjoy feeling. Like I wasn't feeling very inspired. And we had a successful PR agency. We were helping really big brands be seen in the media. We were doing events and helping entrepreneurs get into the media. We had a different version of the business that we have today. And I, and I was posting on social and I was teaching all of these other entrepreneurs how to build brands, but I felt just like, you know, when you feel like kind of just like blah, I felt very blah. Like I was, I wasn't growing and me and my husband, he was my boyfriend, my, my, my fiance at the time, we decided to go for a walk because we always go for walks whenever we're feeling stuck or we're ever in an argument or whenever we're trying to figure something out. We live in New York city. So we love to walk around the city and we went for a walk and we came across this psychic office. It was like a, a medium. And I've never in my life had a psychic reading ever because I'm actually petrified of them because I'm a very big believer in manifestation, the law of attraction. You track the things you think about. And I don't want any psychic to tell me that something bad's going to happen. And then I subconsciously like worry about it so much that I manifest it. I'm like no one needs to tell me anything bad about my life. If they want to tell me something good. That's fine. But I don't want any, I'm not even going to chance it. So I'd never had a psychic reading before. And Chris, my fiance at the time, was like, 
I dare you to go in there and get a reading. Why not? Like, let's, let's figure out why you're so stuck, why you're not feeling it right now. And let's, maybe she'll be able to tell us something. If not, it'll just be really fun. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. It was like a little argument. He's like, come on, just do it. I dare you. And I'm very into dares. I'm like, crap. That means that I probably should do it. If you're daring me to do it, fine. So we go in and I sit down and this, the psychic says to me, listen, you're going to be unbelievably successful on a global scale. And I know nothing about you, but all I'm seeing is that you need to be seen. You're not being seen. And I'm like, I got pissed because I was like, I'm so seen. Like, this is what I do. I'm so seen. I'm online. Like, I do all this stuff. And she's like, no, no, you are not being seen. And I, I didn't understand it. And I left and I was like, really? That's all she's got for me? Like, be seen? We have, a, we have an accelerator program called the Be Seen Accelerator. Like, that's what we teach people to do. Maybe that's what she was getting at. And then that night, I could not sleep. And I was tossing and turning and it was because of what she said to me. And I realized like, holy crap, I am, I'm actually not really being seen because what I was doing at the time was I was just posting really curated, like filtered photos with like a stupid caption. I wasn't really letting people in. I was never going live. I wasn't posting a lot of video. I wasn't telling people a lot of like the real stories of how I really got to where I was. It was like I was I was being seen, but in a really like filtered sort of a way, which is a way that I think a lot of people today are actually being seen and being visible. There was a disconnect between me and my audience, and there was a disconnect between me and my clients and me and my customers. And I knew it and I felt it. And I just kept hearing her voice, this psychic lady in the back of my mind, like, you're not being seen, you need to be seen. And I woke up and I was like, I know exactly what I need to do. And I looked at my I looked at Chris, my partner, and I was like, I'm gonna write a book. Because I knew that if I wrote a book, the act of writing the book and promoting the book and marketing the book would force me to be seen on a level that I had never been seen on as. Like, and I was like, this is the only way that I know how to do it. I'm just going to do it. Screw it. I'm going to write a book. And that was it. And that was like the immediate. So basically me writing the book, first of all, it was not called Be Seen in the beginning. It, that's another crazy story. But me writing the book was like my experiment to myself in order to be seen. And within the book, I'm teaching people to be seen. So it was very much me practicing what I preach while writing it. So one of the things you just said was the manifestation of things that can happen in your life. But in reading the book, you talk about manifestation in a different way, use a different word. Can you talk to our audience a little bit about this? I thought it was a game changer, even for me. Yeah, I call it creation. I, I use the word manifestation when, I, when I'm posting content about it because a lot of people only know it as manifestation. Uh, but I really love to think about the word creation as, and manifestation as one because you're co-creating with the universe, with your thoughts, with your beliefs, and most importantly, with your actions. And in the book, I teach the creation process, which is actually my step-by-step -step system to creating whatever it is that you want. And it isn't all just about like the typical way of manifesting that you would read about in maybe the book, The Secret, or maybe you heard about on TikTok, or you make a vision board and you visualize something and then it magically appears in your life. Because I've manifested a lot of things or created a lot of things in my life. Like pretty much like the windows you're looking at behind me, the apartment that I'm living in, my husband that I'm married to, all every role I've ever played and every show I've ever been in, and including my current company and the book that you have in your hand was all a vision before it became a reality. But it wasn't just a vision. I didn't just visualize it and think about it and put it on vision boards and say it, say it into an existence. I had to take a lot of uncomfortable action. So the most important part of the creation process or manifestation is not just visualizing. That's actually an amazing tool 
to get to the action step. So the action step is the most important thing. But if you have a limiting belief that you can't get that thing or it's too, you're too scared to do the thing that to take the action that it takes to get to that thing, you're never going to take action and then you're never going to create it. So visualizing and feeling as if you already have the thing that you want and doing the vision boarding and saying that you're grateful for it as if it already exists and all of the stuff that we learn when we learn about manifestation, those are amazing, but those are just tools that help you get to the thing that actually creates what you want, which is taking action. And that's right. why there's a, a chapter in the book called the law of action. Well, it's funny. I actually right. signed up for your AI social selling course. Yay. And while I was taking your course, I was like, well, I'm just going to voice memo Jen and see if she actually replies to me. So you text me back or DM me back. And then I was like, is this really Jen? And then you send me a voice memo. So I just want to say that was really honorable for you to do that. So appreciate it. And it's just been inspiration following you on social media or doing such a great job. And you don't know a ton about my background, but having started five businesses in five different industries, I've had three multi-million dollar exits. And now I'm heading down the path probably where you were 20 chapters ago, but just getting out there, sharing my story, my experience as an entrepreneur. And one of the things you talked about as well was you have a responsibility to tell your story. So my wife has always been telling me, hey, you should write a book. You should become a keynote speaker. And I've never been a put my name in lights guy, except for now, my name's in lights, but feeling that responsibility because you never know what effect you can have on someone else through your story. It's other people's stories that bring that inspiration. So I, I've found a lot of inspiration from you having success in multiple areas, not just keynote speaking, writing a book, social media. So just, you know, want to honor you. I know you're not looking for accolades, but you're doing an incredible job. Thanks, Ren. You're so welcome. are you. And hey, by the way, I didn't voice memo The Rock. Uh, I didn't. He voice memoed me. He voice memoed you. Okay. Yeah. I forget what it was. Uh, okay. Right. Anyway, it caused me to to voice memo you. That's how we got it. I love so, it. Whatever works. <laughs> took, took action. Uh, so staying you know, focused on the book, we talked about, there's a couple of different acronyms that you share in the book, uh, HOPE, CIA. Can you talk to our audience a little bit about those as well? Yeah, which one? Pick one. Let's go with hope first. Okay. Um, hope stands for help one person every day. And this is the ultimate tool to not overcome, but be able to really move through the fear that we all experience when we're being seen. So I, I talk to a lot of people every day. I do Instagram lives every single day and I do Q&A and everyone's always asking me, Jen, how do I become more confident on camera? How do I put my message out there, even though I'm afraid or I'm afraid of what people will think. I'm afraid of judgment. I'm afraid of people saying nasty things on my posts, whatever fear that we have going into being seen. Because being seen is a super vulnerable thing to do when it comes to being online and talking about your product or your service or your story or just sharing who you are and, and what you're about. And the, I, I mean, I have that every single day. Like every day I go live on Instagram. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not like a little bit scared. Like I, I'm not as scared as I used to be, that's for sure. But I have a little bit of fear, a little bit of imposter syndrome, maybe a little bit of like, oh man, uh, gosh, like, did I say the right thing just now? Or like, do I have anything important to say today? Or like, you know, any of those fears that we all get. And the way that I overcome that or the way that I move through that is I just focus on helping one person. So I think about that one person on the other side of the phone or the one person that's reading my book. Instead of thinking that like I'm going live for thousands of people, or I'm trying to please everybody and make everybody like me, 
or I'm so worried about like what I look like and what I sound like and if I'm saying the right thing or if I look okay and or if they're gonna like me that's all based on me <laughs> and that's and it, that's all based in my ego we all have an ego it's a completely normal natural thing but when we take the attention off of ourselves and we just put it on helping one person or talking to one person and providing value to that one person that's listening to the thing that you have to say that day all of the nerves go away because we don't get nervous when we're sitting at a coffee shop with a friend and they ask us for help and we just pour into them and we help them. We don't forget the words. We don't, we're not worried about if we look okay or if we sound okay, or if we have like the, the greatest advice in the world, we just give them advice or we just help them because we're focused on helping that one person. So if we go into creating content with the acronym hope, help one person every day, don't help a million people. Don't focus on that. You will eventually, I promise, but it is actually just one person that you're talking to on the other side of the it is just one person. And if you can do that and focus on that, then it will help you not be so wrapped up in your own head with all of the fear and insecurities of being seen and what you look like and what you sound like and the people are judging you. So you just talked about fear and kind of going back to the book. If we could talk a little bit about how you approach fear, do you wait until you feel 100% in something, 100% confident, or how do you kind of take that first action? So I think you're talking about the rule of 51%. You're leading yeah. me in the right direction. Um, when I first I met my, my husband, yeah, when I, when I first met my husband, Chris, he he taught me this concept and it's been the greatest game changer for me in my entrepreneurial journey, like hands down. And that is that you don't need to believe in yourself 100%. And a lot of people on the internet will tell you that you need to believe 150%. You have to go in all in 100%. Like you, you have to believe in yourself fully. You have to be fully ready. And that is such bullshit because we're never fully ready. We don't fully believe in ourselves ever. There's always a little bit of doubt, a little bit of fear when you're going into something new. And if there's not, you're probably not stretching yourself enough. You're probably not doing something that's going to lead you to a lot of growth because it feels too easy. If everything that was worth doing felt super easy, then everybody would do it and everybody would be as successful as they want to be. But they're not because it's hard because we feel fear and we feel uncertainty and we feel discomfort and that's okay. So... Chris taught me to just believe 51%. You just got to believe a little bit more than you don't. If you can get to 51% of belief, there's so many times that I've just been at like 50, barely 51%. Like I don't believe in myself right now, but I kind of believe a little bit more than I don't. And so I'm just going to do it anyway. And I'm just going to take action at 51% at of belief. Doing that thing with that much belief usually will get you to a little win on the other side. Right. Like you do the thing, you get to the other side, you're like, oh, I did it. Like it wasn't terrible. I didn't die. Something kind of cool happened. Okay. That gets me to maybe 53% to do it the next time. And then I do it the next time and I get a little bit more confident. And then maybe I'm up to 60%. And then maybe sometimes I'm up to like 89% and I'm rocking and rolling and I'm feeling amazing and I'm so confident and I do it. And when you do it at 89%, you get incredible results and you can keep flying with that momentum. But then eventually you're going to try something new that you've never done before in your entire life and you're going to drop all the way back down to 51. And that's okay. Because if we wait until we're at 100% of belief to do things, we're going to be waiting forever. And that's, I think, the main reason why people don't take action on the thing that they really want to do is because they're waiting to feel totally ready. And we never feel totally ready. Or at least, I don't know about you, but I've never felt totally ready to do anything. I always feel a little, like a little scared, a teeny tiny bit. Even when I'm super pumped and super confident, there's still a little bit of doubt and that's okay because that's what gives you those butterflies in your stomach that you need. That's what gives you that adrenaline that you need in order to freaking crush it. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing now, you know, in addition to the podcast is I'm coaching businesses that want to scale 
and exit for a high multiple. And it's kind of that same thing. I coach entrepreneurs. Decisions create action, action creates feedback, and it helps you make this, you know, better decisions later on. So the more decisions you can make, the more feedback you get, and the more successful you'll be. But you've said this, and I've heard as well, just analysis paralysis, trying to get, I've got to have the right decision. I've got to have everything perfect. And it just really does hamper your growth. And so do you have practical things that you do to help you overcome fear that we could share with our audience? Yeah. I mean, I think of hope. Well, well why don't you give me a specific example? Fear of what? Because is there's- a, Is it a routine? Say you're going on stage or you're going to be on a podcast or even getting over, well, I'll just, I'll leave it at one. Okay. Go stage. Um, going on stage. So before I speak, I always, 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 um, <laughs> I do a couple of things. So the first thing is I do think of hope and I actually physically choose a person in the audience that I'm talking to. And this does not mean that I'm only talking to that person the entire keynote speech because that would be a terrible keynote speech. But I envision that person when I'm talking, speaking to everybody, making eye contact with everybody, but I'm visualizing that I'm just having a conversation with one person. And usually before I talk, I will look into the audience and I will find that person. Maybe it was a person that I saw in the elevator earlier and I, they didn't recognize me, but like, we just like said, hi. And I'm like, oh, I know she's at the event. That's going to be my person, you know, or I'll see them at the gym in the morning and I see that they're working out. I'm like, oh, that person like, and then I think about like actually just having a conversation with them. And that ultimately like takes away my nerves because I'm like, oh, I'm, and I'll give them a name. If I, even if I don't know their name, like Ashley, I'm talking to Ashley. This conversation is for Ashley and I'm just going to help Ashley get over her fear of putting herself out there. And then I'll get up there and I'll look at everybody, but everybody feels like they're, they're, they're Ashley. They don't know I'm just talking to Ashley, but because I'm doing that for me, it actually makes my keynote a lot better because I'm connecting more deeply with my audience because I'm envisioning that I'm just sitting at a coffee shop, pouring into them and helping them and talking to them. And then it helps me be less nervous. And then the other thing that I do is, is I just say one little prayer. My prayer is God speak to me and through me. And for me, it's really like, and whatever that is for you, whether you believe in God or the universe or yourself or whatever your beliefs are, you don't even need to believe in God to do this, but I just let go and I trust that I know everything that I need and I listen and I tap in and I just pay attention to being in the room. And I think that there is a really, really, I know this for me, whenever I say that, it's like a big sense of pe like peace washes over me. It's like, you know your stuff, just get up there and talk to somebody. We get so in our head and we get so afraid because we're so obsessed with it being perfect. And we're so obsessed with the way that we look like and the way that we sound and if we're going to be successful and if we're going to be good enough. And that is, if you're a keynote speaker or if you're going online to provide value to somebody and teach them something, it's not about you. It's about the value that you bring. So if you just trust and let go and say, God, speak to me and through me, whatever is going to come through me for these people, whatever they need is exactly what's going to come through. And I just focus on providing value to those people. All of my fear goes away. Not all of it. There's going to be a little bit there. But most of it does because I'm not thinking about me anymore. I'm not worried about what I look like. I'm not worried about what I sound like or if people like me. I'm focused on providing value. And another thing for you guys to think about, everyone that's listening, is uh, do you ever forget the words when you're just having a conversation with your friends? Like if you're just sitting around the dinner table with, your, with maybe your favorite client, you're a business owner, and maybe you have a service-based business, and your client asked you, hey, what should I do here? You would never forget what you're going to say. You wouldn't mess up. You wouldn't say, oh, let me, let me take it over. Let me do it again. You would just talk. And right. that's a, a good keynote speaker makes it feel like they're just stepping onto the stage and, and, and just talking and telling stories. So that's the zone that I like to get in. 
go and have fun. God speak to me and through me. And then I'm helping one person. That's really good advice. And it applies really to anything in life, whether you're speaking, going to write a book, going to start a business, right? It's just taking that, that action to really make the progress that you need. So you mentioned going on stage and I did read the book in its entirety. So you have a pretty cool story, a couple younger experiences. The VH1 story is the best, just kind of talking about that whole experience, what you went through. And so I was on a show on VH1 for five years called That Metal Show. And it was a TV show all about heavy metal music. And um, I don't like heavy metal music and I never did. Uh, but I was an actress and I needed a job and I auditioned for this job and I got it. And it was a fantastic, amazing opportunity for me. And even though I didn't like metal, I was super excited to have this opportunity. Uh, and before I knew it, though, I had accidentally built this brand of being this heavy metal girl. And I wasn't. And it it started off as a very like, like just a, a super innocent thing that I didn't even realize I was doing. I was like, oh, I'm an actress. I'm playing a part. I'll dress up as the metal girl. I'll show up every day and pretend that I like metal music. No big deal. That's what I'm getting paid to do. It's just fine. But every season that would go by, I was like leaning more and more and more into being this girl that I really wasn't. And the weird thing about this show was that it wasn't like I was a character in a movie and I was an actress playing a character because you can play the character and everybody knows that you're just playing a character. This was a talk show. So I was me. I was Jen. And I was this version of myself that I was portraying to the world that couldn't have been further from who I really was. And every season that I would go on and do this, I would get more and more people thinking that this was really me and more and more people like expecting me to be this version of myself. So I started like really stepping into being this version of myself that was completely inauthentic. And before I knew it, I was like living a gigantic lie. And I had been in this internal battle with my real self and like like actually very afraid for people to find out that like this isn't really who I am and like what's going to happen if the show goes away because I had built this brand all around myself online on social media uh, on television that like I'm this heavy metal girl and this is this is not true but like I was so out of alignment I was so afraid to tell who I really was that I kept going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into this fake version of myself and I tell this story because this was one of the most important journeys of my life in realizing like how important it is to be seen as who you truly are. Because when you're not being seen as who you truly are, you're attracting experiences and people into your life that aren't alignment with you. And you're going to wake up one day, and this is what happened to me. I woke up one day and I had this huge social media following of people that thought I was somebody that I wasn't. And that's really exhausting to keep up. And it's all fear-based then for me because like what happens when they find out that I'm not really this And so this... <laughs> I was so out of alignment that my whole life started to spiral and I was in, uh, in a horrible relationship that was completely toxic and I was just really like going through the motions in my life and really just afraid all the time that uh, like what's going to happen when this show is over and, and, and just going deeper and deeper and deeper and playing this part that wasn't for me and getting more and more and more stuck until it all imploded and everything that I feared actually ended up happening <laughs> and the show got canceled and the boyfriend left me and I had to start over and I, I had a choice to make. I, I didn't really have a choice to make. There was really no choice. It was like, you have no choice. You need to start figuring out who you are and what you really want to do, or you're going to end up in the exact same situation. And I wish that, I wish I could tell you that like, 
I figured it out immediately. And like I, I, the show got canceled. I was like, I've got this. I'm just going to personal development myself right on out of this. And I'm going to read every book and listen to every podcast and figure it all out. And I, I was not that person at that point. I actually, it like, it got really bad, really fast, but sometimes shit happens. So the shift can happen. And I was forced to make a shift. And that was when everything started to finally transform. The reason I had you share that story, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we're, coaching and teaching people how to use every experience as a positive. And so when I hear you tell that story, the things that you went through really helped lead you to where you are today. Is that a fair statement? And so even if people aren't, you know, necessarily trying to build a brand online, like that was another takeaway for me. This isn't just about social media. It's about uh, people being authentically who they are, eventually the imposter gets found out, right? Or you just burn out from not being yourself. Whether you are trying to build a brand, trying to establish a presence on social media, I'd recommend everyone go pick up a copy of this book, Be Seen. A lot of mindset things that are applicable. I'm an athlete. I mean, even some of these things I wish I knew when I was playing sports, I've started to apply some in my new business as well. So it's a phenomenal book. I really enjoyed reading it and congrats on the success you've had with it. And uh, as we wrap up here, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Super Connector Media. If you could just tell us about the business, what you do, and you know the, the landscape of social media is really changing every single day. Like what are, what are the best ways for people to even get started building a brand? Yeah. Um, well, my company, we, we do a lot of things. So we used to have a PR agency. We actually sold it. I know you've had a couple of exits and we had an exit uh, last two, two summers ago. And we had a really profitable business. It was, it was great. And normally people would not get rid of a, a business that was that profitable. And we honestly, like, we just, we were so much more passionate about teaching people how to hone their skills so that they can get in the media and build a brand and um, leverage different audiences like podcasts and mainstream media and social media to like help people that we were like, we don't want to do it for them anymore. And even though we're making money with this agency, we really want to hone in on like doing events, having masterminds, education and teaching and coaching people in order to do it themselves. So we sold our agency and we, we really built out this part of our company, which is a mastermind and obviously the AI challenge that you're doing right now. And we have a big event that we do every single, we're doing it multiple times a year now called buildyourbrandlive.ai. And it's, yeah, like you said, social media and technology is changing literally every second right now because of AI. Like it's changing every second. Like we wake up every day and there's a new AI tool. We wake up like every day, there's a new tool, there's a new system, there's new technology, it's more advanced. And it's moving so fast and it, it's our responsibility as, as people that want to get our message out there to, to, and, and all business owners to start to learn how to hone in on like all of this technology that's available to us. Because I know a lot of people are afraid of it. A lot of people don't understand it. But the more that you can understand it, the less afraid you become. And if you can understand how to leverage it for your business, you're going to be way ahead of the game because AI is not necessarily going to take your job, uh, but somebody that knows how to use AI might right? Like somebody that knows how to use AI might take your customers, your clients, because they're able to scale faster. They're able to create better content. They're able to, uh, to do things a lot more efficiently. 
So what our company does is not only do we teach people how to create content, build their brand and use and speak in their authentic voice and how to overcome or move through the fear of being seen. We also teach them how to use AI to make it faster and more fun and more scalable and more efficient. And yeah, it's, I mean, it, if you're not, if you have a small business right now and you are trying to sell a service a story or a product or whatever it is that you're trying to get people to listen to or buy from, you need to understand how to make content online and you need to create some sort of a brand. It's not a necessity to have a personal brand. You don't have to. I highly recommend that you do. Uh, absolutely anybody, because it's one of the greatest investments that you can ever make because it's something that does never go away. And let's say, I know you've had lots of exits in your company. Let's say you sell all of your companies, then you're still now just left with your personal brand that you've built. And now you can go and you can raise capital a lot easier, a lot faster. You can build your next product or your next business or your next uh, whatever you're building or write your book or launch your podcast to people that are paying attention and listening because they fell in love with you as a brand instead of just your company. So right. I recommend it. It's not necessary, uh, but if you have a business, you need to be online. You need to understand how to use social media because it's where everybody's attention is today. So I'm going to end with a difficult question. I call it death by a thousand tools. Like every day there's a new AI tool you need to use AI. How do people get started? I'm sure it depends obviously on the business. Just a couple things that they can do to even start understanding it. AI or social media? Uh, AI. ChatGPT. Just start playing okay. with it. You don't need to be an expert at anything. And I'm not. I'm not a technologically savvy person. I'm not an AI expert. I don't know all the tools. My husband's way better than me and you did the challenge. So you know that he's the one that's really like honing in on it. But I'm a normal girl that creates a lot of content that runs a business that like I, I'm not an AI expert, but I do know how to use ChatGPT. And when you know how to use ChatGPT, you can actually ask ChatGPT to tell you what tool you should use to do something else. So as long as you're playing with it, you don't have to become an expert. You don't have to be the best at tech. That's all like if you're not doing it because you're like, oh, man, like I'm just I'm not going to do this because I'm just not good at tech or I just don't like I don't understand that stuff. So I'm just going to let other people do it. Believe me, like I'm the least techie person in the entire world. And I feel and I know it in my heart to be true that I have to play with this thing every day. I have to because it's not going anywhere. It's like back in the day when the iPhone came out and nobody wanted to buy an iPhone because they were obsessed with their BlackBerry because they needed the button. Who has a BlackBerry now? Nobody has a BlackBerry now. This is the same thing. The CEO of Google publicly stated that AI is more important than the invention of fire and electricity. So if we're not learning how to use it now, we're going to be way behind. So at least just play with it. Everybody can hop on ChatGPT and start asking it questions. And that's all you need to start doing. That's a powerful statement by the CEO of Google. <laughs> yeah, pretty powerful. So we should definitely pay attention to that. So Jen, I want to thank you for being a guest on the House of Bricks. Again, anyone listening, I'm telling you, this is an amazing book, not just for business brand building, but how to use your, your mindset. And what I love most about it, it's not just manifesting things, but it's creating them by taking action and congratulations on all your success as a keynote speaker, your social media business, book writing, and all the other things that you're doing successfully. It's been an honor to have you on the House of Bricks. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you.